0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Weird and Wacky Tales with Gia. I'm your host, Gia, and in this podcast, I go over stories from mythology and true crime cases. I want to apologize for the week-long hiatus. I live in Texas, so we had a whole power outage for an entire week due to the winter storm. Um, We did lose power at my house, but luckily, only for two days, there were a lot of my friends who lost it for five or four, but thankfully, a lot of us are out of it right now, and yeah, we're doing fine. I mean, majority of us are. Today's story is going to be another Egyptian myth, um, mainly centering around the three main gods within the pantheon. I should say now, pretty much all the gods are related, so it's very incestuous, which is what you know we've learned from the Greeks. But this one is this one's a bit much. Um, so the sky goddess Nut and the earth god Jeb had four kids in total: Osiris. Isis, Set, and Nepheses. I don't want you to associate Isis with the um, organization. Isis is the goddess of magic and motherhood. She's the goddess of a lot of other things, but in this case, we're just going to be talking about magic and motherhood. Now, Osiris was the oldest of the kids, and he was crowned king of Egypt. Um, people loved him. He was a very good king, very just king, a kind person. Like he, he genuinely wanted the best for everyone within Egypt. Now, his brother Set is kind of like the villain. He will always be the villain. If you think about it, Osiris is like Thor and Set is like Loki, but without any of the redeemable qualities. Like, this man isn't hot and he doesn't have, he doesn't have like those cool knives and he's really, really annoying. So, Loki, but just with no redeemable qualities. Now, he was extremely jealous of Osiris because he didn't command the respect of those on Earth or on the netherworld and the problem with this is is that means that nobody respects him, uh, nobody likes him, so he could, he doesn't really have potential to lead anything. He also wanted to be king of Egypt so he was kind of like miffed when Osiris got that title. Now one day he kind of cracks and he decides, you know what, he needs, my brother needs to die uh before i continue i need to mention that they are married to their sisters so osiris and isis are a couple and set and Nephethys are a couple um set and nephathis they weren't like they don't like each other like that they're kind of just together because they can be osiris and isis love story for the ages even though it's still weird because they're sister and brother anyway now there's two versions as to how this death story goes one of them is that set turns into a monster and pretty much disembowels Osiris and just murks him. The other one is that he actually presented Osiris with a gift, which was a gigantic golden sarcophagus, trapped him in there, and then made him suffocate. Either way, it both ends. it both ends up with Set dismembering his own brother and spreading the parts all over Egypt. Set eventually becomes king with Nephthys as queen and yeah, that's that's how he became king. Problem here is, is that Isis is actually a very powerful figure, because again, she's magic and motherhood, and she's, she's one of the most powerful gods, arguably, within the pantheon, besides Ra, who's the sun god, and she's also really close with Nephethes, who's her sister. So Nephethes feels really bad for her sister Isis, and decides, okay, I'm going to help you find your husband, because Isis at this point had decided, I'm going to find my husband, all the pieces of him, I'm going to put him back together, I'm going to breathe life back into him, and then I'm going to get preggers. Because that's a logical way to go about life and loss. WandaVision. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Isis roams the country with Nephethys' help, collects the pieces of her husband's body, and eventually reassembles them. All is well. She breathes life back into the body, resurrects Osiris, and they they reunite, and they have a night of wonder. She becomes pregnant. Osiris is now able to descend into the underworld because he is whole again and he actually becomes king of the underworld, which is, at least he's the king of something, right? Now from their night of wonder, uh, they have a son named Horus. Horus is the hawk god and he's also the god of war. So that should speak to his prowess in battle. When he became an adult, Horus decides to make a case before the court of gods that he's actually the rightful king of Egypt. Now one more thing, I keep, I don't know why I didn't mention to this to you in the beginning but this is how pharaohs were now chosen pharaohs are revered to as god they're ordained by god they're not really ordained by god they are god so a lot of them will actually join the pantheon and in this case this is how it came to be the gods were the kings at one point so anyone who became pharaoh of egypt was automatically a god um because set wasn't really like into the whole idea of giving up his spot, he decides to hor- challenge Horus to a contest. And after several matches in which Set cheats and is victorious, Isis decides to step in and help her ha- help her son because she's like, "This is bullshit. Um, no, like, why are we, why are we letting him cheat in this case?" So she sets a trap for Set. If you're gonna snare someone, you go all the way, okay? Because she was intending on killing him, but then this little this little bitch boy set decides don't kill me i'm your brother don't re- disregard the whole fact that i killed your husband and i'm trying to kill your son okay just let me live we were we are siblings and isis in a moment of weakness lets him go now horus becomes indescribably angry he starts raging against his own mother which is a big no-no to the other gods because like that's your you revere your mother okay all a lot of like Mythology has that in general. You worship your mom like that. You don't, you never say a word against your mother. So he becomes indescribably angry. He starts like yelling at her. So he's being an average team, okay? And this earned him the contempt of the other gods. The other gods are like, oh my god, this kid's a little bit of a brat. Now they decide that there would be one more match, and Set would get to choose what it would be because you know, remembering the whole "I'm a bratty son" incident. Um, set decides that the final round of the contest would be a boat race and to you know like fancy up the entire thing set decides that they would race boats made of stone which is supposed to be impossible because stone sinks don't know if y'all know that but fact of the day stone sinks now Horace is a bit of a clever guy so he decides I'm going to trick him, I'm going to beat him at his own game, and he builds a boat made of wood, um, and he covers it with limestone plaster, which it looks like stone, pretty much, so it's a a boat made of wood that looks like it's made of stone, whereas Set cuts off the top of a mountain to serve as a boat. Now, obviously, because Set puts it in the water and it sinks, all the gods are like, oh my god, look at that idiot, his boat sank, he lost at his own game, and Horus' boat is sailing, and he's... He's going pretty far Um, because, okay, yeah, well, that's fun, right? All the gods are laughing at Set. Um, Horus is winning, and Set's like, I can't have that. I cannot be humiliated, so he attacks Horus' boat. Uh, Horus actually, again, god of war, so he's better at fighting than everyone else. He fights off Set. Um, He's about to kill him, but yet again, the other gods are like, stop, stop, stop. We don't kill our siblings. I mean, our uncles, So, officially, the match is declared a tie, even though Horace clearly won the race, which I don't understand. Now, a lot of the gods on the court were actually sympathetic towards Horace because, you know, the circumstances, you know, his dad's killed by his uncle, his mother went through all this trouble just to get him through, get him to this point, set quite literally as a horrible leader, but they also remembered his whole bratty kid incident, so they're not as willing to support him as, like, they used to be. So, because it's a tie and they don't know what to do, they decide to write a letter to Osiris down in the underworld and ask for his advice. And Osiris comes back with very definite advice, which I love this story for, because usually sometimes they give the most cryptic-ass advice. But Osiris is like, nope, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do and you're going to do it. Um, he declared that Horus is a rightful king and should be placed upon the throne and that no one should take the throne through an act of murder. And because Set had killed Osiris, and Horus didn't kill anyone, he's the better candidate. Now, um, because of that, the gods agreed that Horus should claim his birthright as king. And I don't know, I didn't read beyond that point to see if he had like a girlfriend or anything. But, you know what? If he does have one, good for him. That's the end of the story. You're welcome. Next week, we're going to be coming with a true crime case I'm just gonna let you know it's the Jenny Jones case so it'll only be one episode because it's not as long um and yeah COVID is still a thing wear masks all that jazz don't be stupid BLM is also still a prominent thing I'm gonna leave all my information down in the description box please read that you can look at my other podcast musings of a raging introvert where I talk about literally anything for like an unspecified amount of time This week is actually going to be really fun. I'm going to be talking about to all the boys I've loved before. And yeah, see you guys next time. Kisses. Goodbye.